This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Charlotte Chung and Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, Google waves the white flag on the stadia. I revisit Night City after two years, and in our final stage, I review Shovel Knight Dig. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. gentlemen we are back with another game filled edition of select start the video game podcast for talk time live i am your host xavier josiah got some really interesting news on this episode i can't wait to talk about it because one of which i predicted that this was going to happen so uh it's going to be an interesting conversation with that Uh, a lot of talk about business decisions and marketing you know decisions on that one before we get to that first and foremost my thoughts prayers and hearts to everybody in the Florida region. Um, I know we got quite a few ACMG members in that region out there and everything that has happened with the hurricane and everything um, and the the storms out there that's just been cataclysmic, to be honest. I saw the footage there. It's just insane what's been going on down there. I really, if you're able to listen to this, if anybody is from that region that is listening, please, I hope that you guys are safe. I hope your family members are safe. I hope your pets are safe out there. It's just, it's, it's, it's chaotic. But what I have seen from there, which we can all learn from is like, even when the, in, in the heart of a storm, people help out and they look out for each other and everything, all of the hate that we go through on, on the internet and everything that we, you know, experience the stress and everything just goes out the window because altruism somehow kicks in and people are looking out for each other. I want us to do that when it's not involved in a storm. And I commend everybody who's ever looked out, who became heroes of this, you know, situation out there. It's just been an interesting, you know, interesting is just an understatement, to be honest. Um, I wish everybody the best out there and their safety and their family safety. And again, their pet safety, of course, out there. So, you know, uh, peace be with you all and hopefully that you were able to recover from all that as well on lighter news i would like to give another thank you again to our previous guest of uh talk time live exclusive that is eric and arnie rolf the music directors and conductors of awr music and the conductors of a distant worlds and a new uh world music from final fantasy or intimate music from final fantasy uh final fantasy i should say they did something really awesome for me recently they sent me a lovely gift i've received a fedex uh in the mail from the two with a bundle of awesome gift items that is normally sold in their merch uh section of their concerts and it came with a program now the program this is interesting because the program when I went to the event, I went, you know, guys remember when I went to, uh, the Irvine auditorium here around my area in university city, they were performing at the Irvine auditorium, which is a beautiful auditorium, uh, in the university of, uh, Penn campus. And which is only just a few blocks away from me. I can't stress that. And like, literally like, I remember, um, when we were there, like me and my, uh, neighbor and co uh, and, uh, member of the ACMG group, uh, Jasper, he actually, we actually just walked home. <laughs> we literally walked home. We could, we were going to catch an Uber, but like the Uber would have taken longer than it took for us to just walk home, you know, at nighttime. So we just walked it and it was a beautiful night. So like we, we had a great time, you know, attending the event and a great time, you know, just talking about the event talking about everything there. But 
they uh, there was uh programs that were there that they were selling beautiful programs that they were selling and they ran they sold out so luckily for me you know i got contacts <laughs> so but eric actually came near the end of the night as we were leaving and i like you know yo can you you know hook me up with a program and he said no problem so i got the program at you know he he, he stuck to his promise i got the program but i got a little bit more than this and i was i was at all at what they did and then the fact that arnie you know uh, had it set too it was really awesome it came with the program for distant worlds and I, along with that i also got a t-shirt from uh, a new world and this one was a kicker i got a the soundtrack for final fantasy remake but it's an import version of it i'm not opening that at all <laughs> in fact in fact i did when i was there i did get the vinyl for distant worlds i'm not opening that either i'm actually gonna hang that up on my wall and i may find a way to hang that up or you know put that uh that final fantasy 7 remake in a safe place too it's just awesome and they gave me a, it came with a cool you know distant world swag bag so you know kudos to them I, I that was above and beyond i thought it was awesome i mean i knew they loved the interview but i didn't know they loved it that much but not only that experience uh, and the uh opportunity to be able to attend that event um have some phenomenal seats i should say and then also be able to record footage from that event which you can see on talktimelive.com uh where i in the blog section where i have an article there and you can look at the footage and pictures exclusive pictures of the event on that site and trust me there are other videos around youtube of this event of videos that weren't authorized to be put in an event this one was authorized and not only that this one probably has the best footage that you can actually find that's not done by them you know awr themselves or Square Enix or whoever is doing it. But uh, I, I can toot my own horn. I did a pretty good job with that one. <laughs> but go out of your way, check it out on the uh, talktimelive.com blog section. And, uh, you know, check it out. If they're in an area near you, go out of your way to find them. Go see it. If you're a Final Fantasy fan, it is an awesome concert. Beautiful music. A AWR music is just, they're, they're really great. I mean, they're Grammy Award and Emmy Award winning, you know, duo there. So, more power to them and thank you again that was just an awesome thing that they did and i did text uh eric and thanked him and uh they they really enjoyed it I, they believe that they're coming back to philly and it, if they do i'm there it, god willing i am there for that so stay tuned for that what i'm not there for is this next article of news <laughs> something i really need when i say i don't need a crystal ball to predict the obvious i don't this right here, I knew sooner or later this was going to come, and I am here to report. Google has waved the white flag to the Stadia after two years. It, it launch date was uh, November nineteenth, two thousand nineteen. They, I believe, they announced it. I don't believe. I think they announced it on. The same year at E3. And lo and behold, I looked at this thing and I was like, this is not going to work. For one thing, Google, if anybody's really followed follow Google, they've always tried to venture outside of what their niche is, which is the search engine in SEO. They always try to go farther from that. Remember, they did the Google Glass, which was supposed to be the next state of the art technology. It was more gimmicky than anything because basically what they did was they took the dragon ball z technology let me put it let me rephrase that they stole freezer's patent <laughs> if you guys watch you know dragon ball super brawly then do you know that freezer was the one who created the, dra the uh, dragon scouters or the scouters i should say um and lo and behold google glass created a device go and look if you have if you don't remember it or if you've never seen it before google glass was a device that was supposed to let you look at things visually exactly in the same way that you would the Dragon Ball Scouter. There were so many issues with that situation and so many question, unasked, um, unanswered questions with that device 
that people were not confident to want to wear it. Like if you're wearing that and you're looking at things, you're so focused on what you're seeing on, on, you know, in that deal and you're driving, it's going to distract you like stuff like that. Like there are some things that they just do to, and it, again, and it fell through. They, it did not succeed. So far be it from me. And I believe there was another device that they did as well. I don't know if it was a vert VR or whatever like that. They did something else that didn't also fall through. Well, they also created Google Stadia. They wanted to get into the video game business and the industry and profit from there by coming out with this streaming platform. While instead of just downloading on your hard drive um, or, you know, just buying the physical version of the game, they wanted you to stream. Now, this is nothing. This is there is no nuance to this at all. I mean, Gamefly has done this long before they did. Um, we also have Amazon Gaming now that does it. We also have PlayStation now and, you know, um, Xbox has been doing it, too. Up on top of them selling the actual, um, you know, physical copies and downloadable versions of these games, Google started out by promoting this on e at E3, and I think in 2019, and I think I think it was 2018 or 2019. I forgot. I got to go back and look, but it might have been 2018 because when they said that they were going to come out with it. There were some heavy bumps in the role. There were there was a lot of flaws to the launch premiere of this uh, system, and well, even before that, I looked at the how what they were presenting. I watched this whole entire presentation and showcase that they did, and they were offering, you know, a monthly subscription, which also did not, I believe, include the controller and the Google Chrome device. That they provided because they said his here's the here's the part that was so funny about this they their 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 pitch to us to their target audience was that this is a count this is a streaming sir this is a service with that doesn't need counts uh game consoles technically speaking the google chrome is a game console if you need the google chrome to connect to play video games, then that is the game console. It may not be something huge and elaborate construct or design, but the Google Chrome, which you need to plug in to your TV to play video games is a is considered a game console. So I don't know there. I mean, there was all there's always going to be a minority of goofs that don't see through the that don't take the red pill and don't see through the binary codes of this. But I saw right through this and I was like, this is dumb. Not only that, again, when I talk about no nuance, the idea of using the Google Chrome, it's nothing new for those who are, who are not old enough for, for gamers out there who are like, who may have been born in the nineties or even um, the new millennium. Let me take you back because I'm one of the true OGs and I mean, original gamers who played dating back to Pong. You may not know what the hell Pong is, but Pong is technically the actually, if I'm correct, it is the first video game ever. <laughs> it is two pixels. It's a two slats of pixels with one dot, one pixel dot that is just playing ping pong and tennis. That is the original first game. I owned that system. We owned, my family owned that system way back. There was no game stops. There was none of that. There was Radio Shack and they had a Pong device and you would put that Pong device and connect it to a con uh, connector, which is very similar to the Google Chrome or the, or the uh, Amazon Fire Sticks or whatever like that. It's no different. It's just, a more advanced version of that because back then we had to connect two little you know wires to a current on your tv and then turn it to a certain channel uhf channel or whatever like that and connect it that way 
here you just have to you do the, virtually the same thing but just with different ui and different you know way of connecting and and, and such like that it's no different they didn't do any they didn't re they didn't invent anything new they if anything they reinvented the wheel <laughs> okay at best but they made it seem like it was they, the way that they marketed it and promoted it to me it was it was a failure from the beginning and i'm glad i guess i'm not i wasn't the only one that saw it then on top of paying the actual subscription fee you may want to play certain games by certain game companies so then what they do is that that individual game company has their own subscription fee to play their game so on top of already paying a monthly fee or annual fee for google stadia alone you also have to pay other games as well and that's what they were promoting and you got those people those same people who will probably who's brought the iphone 13 last year just last year and then all of a sudden finds out that there's a iphone 14 just a year away from the apple 13 and it's just ready to get in that line to buy the apple 14. those goofs those same goofs are also getting hyped for this this idea and i say it was an idea because when they when they talked about it at the showcase they never showed the product they never showed it working they never showed any 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 trial base of it we never got to see a demo at all there was absolutely no demo show of its gameplay because here's the other thing it's streaming it's online base it's bandwidth power you have to rely on this they never showed any why was i going to invest my time on something that i have not seen footage of a demo of i will compare this to aew fight for uh, fight forever at gamescom they got an award for the game that is not even completely made reason being is because they had not only a demo to show us on tv but people were playing the demo at the event so you got to see exactly how this game plays in the state that it's playing and it was enough for people to be convinced that this game is fun it's awesome the gameplay is great that looks great they got an award for this for a game that hasn't even been fully developed meanwhile going back to google stadia they're promoting a and promising you a great gaming experience when we don't see the product working but they're ready to, you know, they're ready to like allow pre-orders to be made then. And you know what some people did? I read it. I was laughing at this. I was just at all of this at the same time. There were people that were flexing hard on the idea that, hey, I got the money. I'm going to invest in this. And I'm like, why are you investing in something? You, This is, this is really, this is really a bad idea. This is a... Uh, that's 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 not a wise choice there was no critical thinking in this in, in your process of purchases you just saw that a new system's coming you like the fact that they're doing this you're gonna buy in that is just that's that's bad <laughs> that is impulsive that is like i why would you do that like this is the part where i keep saying to everybody who listens to this show we need to think more. We're gamers. We're all gamers. We're fans of the gaming industry. But especially adults, if you're listening and you're like in, in your 20s or even my age in the 40s, you should know better by now if you're in the 40s, first of all. You need to start thinking more like a consumer when it comes to buying games or investing in new games. You need to think of yourself as consumers rather than just gamers. You can still be a gamer, you can still have fun, but you need to say, why is this worth my dollar? Why is this worth my money? And when it comes to new gaming systems from a company that does not have history with the gaming industry, you need to see more proof. I will give you another example. This, this the television, this new television that was supposed to come out ages ago by Tommy uh, Tellerico. Um, we haven't seen that thing since. 
And I believe that was a crowdfunded, you know, system. This thing was promoted ages ago. We have not seen that system since. And to those who've crowdfunded this thing and there's no history behind, like Tommy is, Tommy is legend for being a music composer and producer for video games. That doesn't equate to him being a good developer or whatever like that or whatever, or an, it's just not like not everybody. I hate to say it. I hate to say this. Not everybody can be Kanye, but Kanye at the same time, Kanye is, or maybe I should get a better example. Nobody can, not everybody could be Jim Lee. <laughs> I mean, Kanye is one thing, but Kanye is, I believe his art style is people people investment in Kanye is basically, I believe is an investment of what Kanye was once what Kanye used to be from the first five albums. And they're playing off of the fumes of him of old Kanye. That is my belief of that. That's a whole nother discussion. I'll just leave it at that. But he's been able to bank on a lot of that up until the trash bag, uh, <laughs> clothing at the gap. But not, nobody, not everybody can be Jim, be Jim Lee either. Jim Lee, one of the greatest comic book artists of our time. And the man was so good and so intuitive with the comic book industry. This dude practically runs DC comics at this point. <laughs> okay. Um, like you, you're bad as hell when your art is so damn good that you can, you know, I mean, he, Jim Lee, Kanye are kind of in the same realm. You know, Kanye is to the industry, to the music industry, and technically the fashion industry is, well, transition into the fashion industry as Jim Lee is to comic books, art into the comic industry itself. They have similar paths. I trust one more than the other. <laughs> in that path. But like, seriously, like if you don't have a history, like Nintendo or PlayStation or Xbox. If you don't have a history of creating good content, I'm not going to put money into you. When look, when Nintendo came out with the Nintendo Switch and I saw what it can the possibilities of what this thing can be, and I know Nintendo's past history regardless of it they it wasn't all perfect. I still looked at this thing and I was like this absolutely can work. This works great. And it did. Albeit not perfect because there were still the drifting issues with the controllers. I am happy to say that the Nintendo OLED that I have, the Nintendo Switch OLED that I have, next week is going to be the first year anniversary of that system. Those Joy-Cons, the white Joy-Cons, are the best they finally I, I can safely say that they fixed that situation with the joy cons because i have not had any drifting issues with that controller since i brought it last year at new york uh at nintendo new york i have not had one issue with that uh deal i i literally have a pair of joy cons that i've never opened that i brought purchased with the actual uh joy cons just in case because all through the original uh, Nintendo Switch that I own for, you know, since 2017, I have had to buy brand new Joy-Cons. Like I bought it. No, I'd rather bought new Joy-Cons or I have actually had to go in and switch, you know, switch out the analog sticks myself, which was actually a lot of fun doing it. But still, I shouldn't have never had to do any of that. Or people would have to send them back away. I never wanted to do that. I figured I could fix it myself and do it. And I did. But lo and behold, I really enjoy the Nintendo OLED because it's a product that, and the original one to that extent, because it's a product that I knew was, would work. And Nintendo has a history of doing having more success than failures. Google, that's not. Google's going is it's going into a lane they've never been into before. They don't understand the speed of it. They don't understand the cadence of the situation. They figured it out and now they're shutting down services because they can't handle it because you know they're not gaining traction 
than they would take. I don't understand why people thought that they were going to gain traction from this based on what they were doing. If you really looked at it for what it was, you shouldn't have put money into this. Not until you at least saw actual proof. And it turns out from one of our uh, ACMG members who actually got the Stadia, it, I, I think literally it's like a minority of people in our group that actually invested in the Stadia. They claimed that like they later on, they actually did eventually provide downloadable content, you know, or ownership of your deal. But I think it's just, I don't even think it was, you had a hard drive. I think you just owned it. You know, it's like how I own Guardians of the Galaxy and I own Kingdom Hearts, but it's the cloud version. Yeah, I got license. I got a license key to own it, but let that server go down. That thing's not, that thing's not coming. That thing's going to be done. That was my, also my biggest fear about this is that if a server goes down, if your power goes out, you can't game on that. If you have a, if you, if you have like a Nintendo switch, which still has power, you can still play that and you can play it offline. If the server goes down at said, you know, at, at, at Google, God forbid, you, you know, they're screwed. If they do a maintenance, you're screwed. You won't be able to play that game. You can't play that game offline. You don't have access. Like there's so many cons and pros to this. It, it's it's boggling as to why people would invest in this. Like it's good to have that in addition to everything that you have, like what they do with PlayStation now or, you know, uh, Game Pass or whatever like that. But to do this and then just no. Why? Why not just get a PlayStation 4 or 5 or Xbox Series XS or 1? And it's a much better investment in your in your entertainment. This should have never been. And I knew looking at this from a business standpoint that I was like, this is not going to work. People are not going to fall for this. People are a little bit smarter than these guys gave off and i don't know if they were playing off of the target audience <laughs> to believe that this was going to work but apparently it didn't and people were falling for it and people were like no i want to i want full ownership of my games i don't want to rely on the idea of me just being able to play the game but just from a streaming aspect no people actually like to own their content i want i don't i may not want physical copies of my games anymore but I damn sure want them on my hard drive. I want to be able to play it years later. If I just like, hey, I remember this game. Let me play this game again. Hell, I just did with a few games um, that I have. I played Final Fantasy 15. That I haven't played in quite some time for the PlayStation 4, which is Carlson uh, compatible now for the PlayStation 5. And I played it and I love it. Imagine if I wasn't able to play that because it's relying on, a, on, on how powerful my bandwidth is or whatever like that. I, I can't. I just can't with this. So it's unfortunate, but it, cause they're losing, I'm sure they're losing millions of dollars. Um, not only just from the idea that they, you know, those who subscribed and purchased the game and service got their full refunds back for this, uh, for the games that they actually bought from there, but just the whole entire investment alone, like I don't see how they thought that this was going to be a thing. This and VR are things that I don't see that is going to be successful because it's just it's too much of a niche, a niche type of thing for them to do. So rest in power to Google Stadia circa 2019 to 2022. You know, we hardly played ye. So there you have it with that. All right. Last thing I want to talk about is actually a recap review. If you guys recall, remember, I uh, watched Cyberpunk Edge Runners on Netflix last week, did a review on it, absolutely loved it. And so good. And every once in a while we get these deals where like there's an anime or a movie based on a game that may, I may have may, or, or may not have played. And it, I watch it to see if it's gonna be good enough for me to wanna play the game. A lot of the game, a lot of the, uh, the features that I've watched normally does not con you know, convince me to play the game. I think for the first time 
ever or a rare time that a feature based on a video game has inspired me to want to play the game. And this is very significant because it's cyberpunk. It's a game that I played two years ago on the PlayStation 4. And it's a game that I had a really bad experience, so much so that I ended up getting my refund back by Sony. Sony ended up closing out the idea of putting Cyberpunk on the PlayStation 4 or on the PSN network for a long time until they got their act together. Uh, that being CD Projekt Red. CD Projekt Red owned up to their um, to their to their deal, and you know, much much credit to them, they did, and it's something that I believe they should that everybody should do like this is something i've had an issue with with a lot of developers for quite some time and i will name one now 2k games if they mess up they don't own up to it they they sweep it under the rug they don't they ignore people all the time when once things go abrupt not cd project red these guys own up to their mistakes because it's a, it was a major investment it was, it was a game that was supposed to you know highlight the reason why you would get a PlayStation. And it, 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 and then it was also on top of that, it was also, you know, connected with WB games. It was also connected to one of the hottest actors today in Keanu Reeves and his involvement in it. And it ended up being one of the biggest debacles of 2020, along with Marvel Avengers. I cannot stress that enough. People do not talk about Marvel Avengers enough and what hell that game was at the same time when Cyberpunk, but Cyberpunk got more exposure because of his connection to Keanu Reeves. They both were rushed games that came out and people were furious for it. But to both of their credit, they have come a long way in the past two years both games are much better games, but in particular, Cyberpunk 2077, I went in and replayed and my this experience is a complete night and day to what I played two years ago. And me, remember, if you guys remember, I'm vaguely into the FPS genre. And that's about to change because I, I, I am pretty much at the end of this game now. I've been playing it nonstop. Uh, I actually played from scratch all over again. Like I had the data, I still had to, you know, the game data from what I had from years ago, but I needed a recap of how to play this game because <laughs> I haven't played it in so long and I didn't know how good I was going to be just starting from the point that I was in and I had no idea what was going on. So I just started from scratch again and I am pretty much at the end of this game without almost experiencing any bugs or glitches in fact the only bug that i found came when i couldn't scan anything for some reason i, I looked it up online and you know found out that others experienced the same thing too and all it all it needed was a restart and i did that and i had no trouble from that point on i'm now at near the end of the game like let me tell you how into this game i am now i got so drawn into this game because of cd project red they hooked me with this game the same way that I got hooked when playing The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. So drawn in the same way. I, I went to bed late last night. I was questioning whether I was going to do this show today or tomorrow. So like, should I finish this game now completely with the missions and just beat this game out? Because I'm doing it all the way. I'm trying to complete all the uh, mini missions too because I'm afraid of Adam Smasher right now. <laughs> You know, they hyping this dude up to be such a big, a badass boss. And plus everything that I, you know, saw from the anime and then talking about it there too. It's like, okay, this boss and all the psycho killers that, uh, that I've been facing alone has been somewhat of a challenge. Some of them, not really, especially because I'm, I'm more, I got more street cred and I'm more, you know, leveled up than I was before. So they're not that bad. And I didn't fight them until I gotten to some point of the game so um i'm trying to level up as much as possible because i think adam smasher is going to be a bitch <laughs> i don't know between the game and the anime and them talking about how badass adam smasher is and i've seen what he looks like at the beginning i'm just trying to be prepared for this so i'm just i'm doing exactly what i did i'm playing exactly the way i played with wild hunt 
Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is that I'm just leveling up majorly to prepare for whatever's coming at the end. So, you know, it's this game. I, I was, uh, I'm always never a fan of first person shooters because it's just, I'm not a big fan of gunplay. This one is a little bit different because it's, they have different, you know, ways of playing. If you want to be the ninja type character, you got a katana blade or a machete or whatever like that. You can fight doing that and you can level yourself up to a point that you could do that. And I'm no, for those listening or listening right now are probably saying, yeah, dude, we know that we've already been playing this for God knows how long. So what you're telling us is something that we already know. Yeah. Let me have my excitement. <laughs> okay. But I digress, you know, so I, I'm more of a, I'm more of a, like a blade type of dude. I'm more of a, um, a sword, uh, you know, uh, a sword handler, if you will. If you look at my office, you can see that I'm a big fan of, uh, swords in here, but I prefer that. And they give you the option of doing that. And I, I, I do a little bit of both. So I do enjoy that. Um, I do. I mean, there's a lot to enjoy. I think the story grabs me. Um, there is just a lot to it, man. The game is so immersive and upgrading V is just how you say Nova in here. One of my favorite weapons is of course the Katana blade in here. Um, but the story, albeit that the story remains its strong point and the characters in it always draws me in deeper down the rabbit hole. No pun intended to Keanu Reeves. So Keanu, uh, you know, really was the reason why I wanted to play this game in the first place. And he is always does not disappoint, especially in this role of Johnny Valentine here. Um, some of my favorite moments, in fact, was the flashback modes with playing, um, you know, Johnny, you know, Valentine. This is the close to us being able to play John Wick as he's quote unquote John Wicking <laughs> enemies left and right with ease in this game. It is safe to say that you know, after playing games like Ghostwire Tokyo, Samurai Warriors 3, Bright Memory Infinite, and just recently, I decided to play Skyrim. I'm like really going out of my comfort zone with games. Like these are games that are like, I have a comfort zone of gameplay, and that's usually action games, adventure games, and stuff like that. And I never thought I would actually get into, you know, FPS, but I was like, you know, let me expand. Let me see what the big deal is. And I think, my deal with FPS games, I think is not because of it's being FPS. Now, granted, I do like third person games. I do like action games. I love fighting games, mostly because I get to see the character itself. But I always had this issue with seeing things from a first person view. But CD Projekt Red has done this so well. And other and those other games that I also mentioned too has done it so well where you do eventually see the characters but then you just go into first person view. Skyrim, I think does it better than anything. Whereas like you have the choice to go into third person or first person view and play it anyway. And I kind of switch up every once in a while. There's some parts of it when I do that, when I travel, I play, I end up playing, um, you know, third person. And when I get into dungeons, I go into first person. So I get the best of both worlds. And now I get why Skyrim is such a legendary game. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Although I will say CD Projekt Red perfected what Skyrim did with The Witcher in some in some forms uh, of gameplay. But I think the other part why I didn't like first person shooters is because the multiplayer aspect. And it's just like, I am no good at, I, regardless of how much I've enjoyed these games that I've mentioned, these other first person games that I mentioned, I still don't like playing multiplayer because there's these guys are so good and so hardcore in these games. I don't find enjoyment of it. I figured out what will lead me into playing first person shooter games or first person games in general. It's single player story driven experiences. When you have stuff like that, that will draw me in. I will have no problem playing, especially when it doesn't involve always gun toting. When it adds some other elements, maybe fighting, you know, brawling or even, um, you know, sword play. I have, I, I can really get into that Skyrim. I really got into that. Um, Tokyo ghostwire, Tokyo with using spiritual uh, attacks. I got into that, you know, this game, I immediately got into it because it's not a, just using guns. I can switch up and just start hacking and slashing all over the place. And my God, is it just gory as hell? Um, so I, I, I really enjoyed that. This now has really made me want to play 
Overwatch 2 when this comes out because that's going to be that looks awesome. Although I'm going to have to wait till 2023 because according to them, according to Blizzard Entertainment, they won't be ready for any of the story episodes until that time. When that time comes, I'm going to go in right now. I am not even though it is free to play, you know, right now it's free to play. I don't understand that decision, but it's fine for those who I, and I think they probably made it free to play because they're not going to be ready for this story mode until then. But I will be ready and willing to pay for the story aspect of this game when it comes out, because I think you'll get a much better experience playing the PVE or single player experience than you will as you know the one this is what i think a lot of gamers wanted in the first place with overwatch 2 is to have that single because you got all this story involved in this but you're not involved in the story you're just involved in the gameplay aspect and it was like that's it, it, it for me it just felt hollow i want to play as these characters and get into the stories with these characters so i don't know why it took them till now to get to that point but that's what they're doing the way they're doing it is kind of weird but hey that's they have a reason for it let them do it let's see what happens but until then cyberpunk i immediately i'm so glad that i went back into buying this for a much lesser price than i got it before <laughs> and that i'm enjoying it and i'm looking forward to the new expansion that's coming out now too so i'll be ready for that my grade for cyberpunk 2020 was a dramatic is was dramatically low compared to what i'm going to give it now i think i gave it a c or or even a d at the time i gotta go back and check it out but it is dramatic there's gonna be a dramatic change here because it is my pleasure to give cyberpunk 2077 an a plus they deserved it i commend the diligence of cd project red for owning up to their mistakes but also working their asses off to redeem themselves too many times especially people online are so quick to damn somebody for life, not giving them a chance, um, giving them a chance to do, you know, to redeem themselves and to have a second chance. Whether it's fear, I don't know whether it's just anger or just placing the anger on somebody. It could be either or either way, allow people to redeem themselves, allow people to have a chance to make things right in life. Everybody deserves a chance to do that. This company did, and I couldn't be more happy and proud for them to do it. Whether they hear this or not, they get an A plus from me. And that plus is basically because they stuck to their guns and they made it right. And since then, I am deeply invested into this game right now. So kudos to CD Projekt Red on not only just this and the anime Edge Runners, which if you haven't seen it yet, go out of your way to check it out because it's hella dope okay and it, if you if you need a reason to play that game go watch that uh, anime and then come and play this game too and you'll find yourself so greatly immersed into this game it is so good i love it i enjoy it um far cry from what it was before and i, I just commend them on it so there you have it folks that will do it for this section of the show we're going to take a break Come back and I will review Shovel Knight Dig by Yacht Club Games, the much anticipated upgraded version of a beloved franchise. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Hebert, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live!
actually have reached the final stage of this program and I am here to review Shovel Knight Dig, the latest installment into the Shovel Knight series by Yacht Club Games, this time working with developers Nitrum to give a new look to the Shovel Knight series. Now, if you guys, any of you who played Shovel Knights before, and in this case, who didn't, um, there's always a certain amount of people who hasn't. I mean, I haven't played Skyrim up until this point, but I digress. If you haven't played the Shovel Knight series, this is a game that is just a homage to retro games in general. And all the Shovel Knight's games were games, you know, every game that they come out with are games that are done in 8-bit style. This is the first game that is kind of evolved into what it looks to be like 16-bit style, like old school Super Nintendo, Super Famicom 16-bit style, or even 32-bit if you will, from, you know, the PlayStation era. Either way, this new reface and new look brings a nuance to this game in so many ways, not just looks, not just visuals, but also gameplay as well. It's entitled Shovel Knight Dig for a reason. It's made to play like Steam World Dig. If you guys ever played that game, that's another really awesome, awesome indie game that I've reviewed the first two. It was so good, they had to make a second one plus a spinoff from that. And when people first saw this, and I remember interviewing um, the members of Yacht Club Games, David D'Angelo, in fact, I uh, had him on a show, and we were talking about Cyber Shadow back then in 2019, but also they announced and talked about Shovel Knight Dig way back then. And we thought that this game was gonna come out like a year or so. Um, well, technically it did come out a year or so but i thought it was the way it was seen that it was this thing was going to come out very soon we didn't realize how big of a game and a project this was going to be for them and i'm pretty sure that the pandemic played a good role in their progress of coming out with this game sooner but nonetheless this game is finally out and it didn't disappoint at all um i th i would say in terms of the overall gameplay experience um it's a lot of fun i was actually thinking because it was entitled shovel nice dig and the shovel nice series does a lot to pay homage to not only just retro games period but certain game aspects um even it's just the smallest things like when you see shovel knight bouncing off of the uh shovel that's a that's a definite homage to Capcom's original DuckTales series when you see Scrooge McDuck bounce it off as Kane. That's a playoff of that. There's other elements in other games that pay homage to other, you know, games that they've that we all grown up with. This in particular one is interesting because there it's it's a it's Shovel Knight Dig. So when I first saw this, I immediately thought that this was gonna be like their version of SteamWorld Dig. If you guys ever played that game, it's an awesome, awesome game. I reviewed uh, both those games. There's, you know, the first one and the second one that came out, you know, a while back. I'm hoping they do a third because the game is so dope. But here I'm thinking Yacht Club Games is going to do a version of that game experience here. Not exactly. This is more of an arcadey experience here um, where, yes, you're doing you're digging through things much. It's it's, it's kind of. It's a little less like SteamWorld Dig and a little more like Dig Dug, in a sense. So the object of this, and basically the story here, is pretty much Drill Knight, which is one of Shovel Knight's uh, enemies, is digging uh, like holes in his campsite and stealing a whole bunch of loot in the process. So Shovel Knight is going to take care of him and all of the other enemies involved in this caper if you will so shovel knight is digging deep 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 into the planet's core to go after these guys and pretty much what you have to do is dig your way through this area without getting hit too much and the deeper you go the more you'll succeed the more loot that you'll end up getting in the process so what's so awesome about this game and what's so fun about this game is that it's challenging but not frustratingly challenging like you're not going to get past anything the first time around um the first shovel knight adventure that's 
you know, in, in, in pixel, in this glorious high level pixel graphics, the animation's so good. It's very fluid and it's really it's just very reminiscent of the Super NES era. Um, it's it's really fantastic here. But what I love about it is that every different run through is not the same. You if you lose in one spot and you start over again from the top, you start doing a completely new stage. It's not the same stage as before. It's random. So you're not going to have the same thing. So you can't remember. It's not like you're going to be able to remember what you did the first time around because something different's happening now. So you're going to have to just wing it. So it, it, it sounds like it will be frustrating, but it's not because it's so much fun to do. And you have your Shovel Knights. You also have other cool power-ups and elements that you'll be able to do and buy from the loot that you end up uh, creating. I will say like, Shovel, uh, like SteamWorld Dig, if you do die, if you do lose, they, they will they, they will take away some of your loot not all of it but some of it and then you can grab it again once you get to a certain point and find it so that part is a little bit reminiscent of uh steamworld dig what i wish this actually was though to be honest i like that it's an arcadey version of like steamworld dig or variation of steamworld dig or dig dug for that for that end what i would just like is if they would allow you to permanently have power-ups because it be it, what happens is like it's challenging but i still can't get i can get past the first level but once i get past the first level and beat the first boss it gets really hard to get down there so you got to keep playing this and keep playing this and keep playing this and keep playing this until it gets down but i wish it had some rpg elements whereas you get to keep some of the weapons that you have and be able to progress you know progress thoroughly down there it's not a deal breaker i was as i say this i am also saying it is not a deal breaker at all this game is just awesome you could jump slash and just dig your way through certain elements um you the power-ups that you got are really can be really powerful and devastating against enemies and boss fights and, and whatever and it's, it really is a lot of fun um i have yet to go as deep as i wanted to go but it's just beautifully done the enemies all of your favorite villains and and enemies from the series are on air all in now glorious new pixel perfection if you will uh you also i mean this literally reminds me of when super mario go went from the nes to the super nes that's what it kind of the vibe that it, i got out of this but um you will eventually get deeper into it and get so immersed into it it's a lot of, it's really a lot of fun um you also got new characters and new enemies in here as well in this world so what i also loved about it is like this is one of the first games i've played in a long time that i really like the soundtrack it is it, a lot of times i usually turn the sound down when i play games because i'm multitasking but the music is so great and uh i think jeff jake um jake kaufman has a lot to do with this uh he's done a tremendous job with these uh musical score for this and this collaboration with yacht club games and nitrum this needs to happen more i we need more of this shovel knights is a now it's far beyond just a cult level you know game series i think it just stepped above that is now it's now a little bit more of a well-known popularity in the gaming industry hell Nintendo not only acknowledged it, but they, and we talked about this, I talked about this with David back then, not only acknowledged it, but he also, you know, they also got an amiibo from this. And how many game characters get an amiibo? That says volumes for an indie game to have that. And I know, cause I have it and it wasn't cheap either. So, um, I'm, as I'm looking right at it, by the way, look, if you're a fan of the Shovel Knight series, add this to your collection. Like, when it comes to the Shovel Knight series, it feels like that people are more into collecting Shovel Knight's games, and it, there's not a bad one of the bunch. They got so many different variations of it. I would like to see a brawler version of this, like they did with Shovel Knight's, uh, with the Shovel Knight uh, brawl version that they did, which I love a lot. I want to see that version, or I just want to see a completely new Shovel Knight 2D scrolling Metroidvania type of game in this art style in this in this pixel style in this uh visual style 
I would love to see it. If, if they can make this happen, that will be awesome. It may take another couple of years to do, but it's awesome. I think this was a great success on them. It was worth the wait. Just, it's beautiful all around. Well, I, one thing I can't stand, this is not a, this is not a negative, but hate that damn saw. There's a saw, like if you, this is another thing too. You can't stay in one area for long because if you stay for long, there's this really drill claw that comes down at you. And if it hits you, no matter how many, you know, uh, HP points or health points that you have, it completely takes you out. So you got, it, it make sure it rushes you down to the, uh, to the next spot. And if you make it to the next spot, if you get like the three golden cogs, if you will, then you're rewarded with more loot and jewels and such, and possibly to regenerate your health and whatnot, or you get a secret gift. And then you just pick whatever side you want to go to and you just experience this whole new entire adventure right there. So there's a, it, this, this game will keep you going always. This is a great arcade type of uh, game. Really enjoyed it very much. Um, honestly, if I give this a grade, I would say I would give it a B plus and probably only a B plus because there's some things I would love to see from this that would make it even more fun for me personally. But overall, this is another win for Yacht Club Games. This is an awesome game. I highly recommend people, especially Steam, um, I was about to say Steam World. Actually, if you did like Steam World Dig 1 and 2, you're gonna love this too, but it's freaking Shovel Knight, okay? You're gonna love it. So go out of your way, check it out, and it's available now, I believe for $29.99, or sorry, $24.99. Well worth the price. And uh, it's available on uh, definitely the eShop on Nintendo and what else, is this on anything else never really bothered to see i'm pretty sure this is out I keep saying steam hmm. not sure it, i believe it might be out for other systems but either way it's out on the uh nintendo switch which is where i played it at but well worth the gameplay it's a great arcade title to play go out of your way check it out folks that will do it for this edition of select start i hope you guys enjoyed this in every episode on this platform on talktimelive.com where you can check out this episode and any episode as well as our exclusive video interviews especially our blog entries as well just spoke about Eric and Arnie Roth. You can see one of their performances on the blog page right now, along with the write-up that I did on my experience there with exclusive pictures and everything that was going on there as well. Uh, thank you to those two again for the lovely gifts that they sent over as well. I look forward to you guys coming in uh, Philly again so we can hang out. And uh, I, this is why I enjoy what I do. I enjoy my fandoms and I enjoy celebrating those fandoms on this platform. And if you want to subscribe and download on your favorite podcast platform, you can because we are wherever podcasts are played, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora. If you are on Tumblr, type in Talk Time Live. We'll pop up. You can listen to it on there, too, for all you people on Tumblr. So, again, thank you guys again. Next week, we will not be here because next week is new york comic con so we won't have a show next week for either for select start or for uh the main show but before i leave this sunday i will be reviewing full metal alchemist the final alchemy i believe it's called on netflix it came out last week got a chance to check it out may have to watch it again but um see how the uh the trilogy came about and uh we'll talk about that in a whole lot of news we got Deadpool to talk about. We got She-Hulk to talk about. We got so much news to talk about regarding all the things that has happened in the world of our favorite fandoms this week. So, folks, thank you again. That'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out there take care be safe and again thoughts hearts and prayers to everybody in florida during a hurricane take care
Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.